How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Conti and Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. <laughs> the first time they go offense, they take Jordan Love. They take Jordan Love. Listen, Matisse Thibel will lock up. Matisse <laughs> CP3. Oh my. God. Chris Paul. Oh my God. Chris Paul, baby. Oh. Right, Will? Nope, I totally disagree. Like, look. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Conti and Nick. I'm Will Nicholson, as always. I have with me Gino Conti. And uh, we got Tom DeLore in the room lurking around today. Dilo, you want to you say something before we start? No. <laughs> he said no. But all right, we're, we're D- back D- here. Dilo had show. his chance. He, he could have been the three-time like, guest star, guest appearance been. on this show. That's but, you know, he decides to be a little bitch and just sit there and chill on his floor. <laughs> you know, he, he, he just is sad. He's upset because he might be undefeated in fantasy, okay? He might be running this league. But last year, the first year we did the league, he faced me twice, and he lost to me twice. I have him this week, and Dilo knows that I am his kryptonite. Okay? And he's just, he's just being quiet and, and waiting because his reckoning's upon him. It's a new year. It's your, it's your year specifically, Gino. Yeah, new year, same results. <laughs> exactly. Except Kamara won't score six touchdowns on me on Christmas. He's questionable. Uh, I'm I feeling, know. I'm struggling to build a healthy team. <laughs> and I'm in fourth place. You all I know. Suck, I, okay? I'm struggling big time, dude. I'm here. It's like, rough. My team is like coming at you live from So Short Hospital. Okay? <laughs> and I'm still in fourth place. There's no excuse for any of you mofos. There's an excuse for me. Uh, uh, Kyler Murray and Tyrod Taylor, that's all I'll say. But uh, well, welcome back, everyone. That that was, it was doing. my doing. It was. I will say I'll take credit <laughs> for that. But uh, welcome back to the show, everyone. We're here at Bridgewater State University again in the hot college dorm with the fan running Holy on high. shit, it's hot. <laughs> it is pretty hot in here, but not as hot as the hot takes that Gino is about to give. Uh, and, you know, you see from the thing, we're talking about the, the rookies today, but, you know, we, we got a nice centerpiece in there because he had his first NFL start this week, and Gino, I want to know your reaction well, to Jordan Love. Well, remember, we've discussed this. I go, when Jordan Love starts, we've discussed this before. This has to be, like, it what we to. talk about it, it has immediately, to. Okay? There's no way. Like, there's no way we're going to do anything else. After, like, just the history we have created on this show mm. about Jordan Love, there's yep. no way. Had to happen. I want to make a disclaimer here before any – because there's going to be people who come in five, ten minutes late, okay, and they're going to hear what I say <laughs> and think that I'm crazy. I want to give a disclaimer in terms of a grading, like grading his performance. I give him a D plus. Okay. Okay. I give him a D plus. I like. I there. There are circumstances that surround it that I give him the benefit of the doubt for. But okay. albeit he did not perform well. Okay. He kind of turned it on towards the end through a nice little touchdown there to Lazar. Okay. Like so, that's a little promising if he's if uh, Rogers isn't able to play this year or uh, this week. But. It's he still throughout the game, he didn't really perform very well. It's very obvious, like there's no getting around it. Okay. Yeah. So look. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Like, oh, I was gonna say, look, my thing with Jordan Love, and look, I, I don't toot my horn much on the show, but I was exactly right. I was spot on with the type of player that Jordan Love would look like as a starting quarterback. The thing I've always said about Jordan Love: Does he have a, a decent arm? Yes. Every NFL starting quarterback has a good arm or, you know, a good enough arm to be in the NFL to NFL standards. The thing that is always off about Jordan Love is the decisions he makes with the style that he plays. That says over and over again, we see, you know, in his, in his you know, last season at Utah State, which, you know, I infamously have dissed many times. He threw 20 touchdowns. He threw 17 interceptions. It's his style of play 
is that kind of scrambler gunslinger. And I honestly, I don't think he has the talent to do it. I'm sure Jordan Love's a great guy, right? I'm sure he's a great dude. He made it to the NFL. He's talented enough to get there. But to really perform and be a franchise quarterback, I don't think he has it. I don't. I think he makes poor decisions. He could have thrown four interceptions. It was entire, there was two drops picks. There was a 50-50 ball he threw to Randall Cobb, and he had a real interception once. Yeah. So he could have thrown four picks that game. And he, he, I, I said in the sports group chat when we were talking, if he sticks to the game plan that's laid out for him and he plays the game that LaFleur wants him to play, he'll look fine. And he did. There was a couple of times he had some really good you know, check down throws or just throws to the open routes where he was going through his reads. And there's some where he just like is, you know, screw it, roll right, huck it up. And, you know, those balls get happens. picked. Yeah, yeah, those balls get picked. And they almost were. There was one he uh, it was a little, a little out route, like a three-yard out. And it dropped off the corner's hand. Just decisions like that, where it looks like he's reacting instead of, you know, look looking at what instead the defense actually is. just reading what he's supposed to do. Yes, exactly. Reading his progressions and just, well, yes. like you said, following the game plan. He's kind of just like, ah, screw it. Devontae Adams is up there he's somewhere. He's down there somewhere. Yeah, he's and, down there somewhere. And that works. There's a lot of quarterbacks that make that style work. Patrick Mahomes, like there's there's quarterbacks who are gunslingers. Aaron Rodgers is one of those gunslingers. But that style of play doesn't work for Jordan Love. It doesn't. And look, I, I wanted to say this about the way we treat NFL quarterbacks in general. The quarterback position, while you know it's very, you need to be a physically gifted player. In the NFL, the quarterback position is so 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 mental. It, most of it, I would argue, is oh, absolutely. Mental. Where you you have a guy like Kirk Cousins, who you know realistically has the same style. As Tom Brady, you see his argument for Kirk and Tom Brady well, really do the same thing. Kirk, Kirk can sure. move a little bit more. Sure, yeah. Kirk Cousins right now, maybe younger Kirk Cousins, yeah, but Kirk Cousins right now and Tom Brady, they play the same style. They play the drop back, you know, pocket passer, offload it to your very good receiving core. But what's the difference between Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins? Realistically, besides obviously Tom Brady has a better team, is who Tom Brady is, his poisonous, his mental, is prepared for the game. Not that Kirk Cousins doesn't do that, you know, that stuff, but. Tom Brady is just the best at it. Yeah, and not you see, to the level of Tom. Exactly. We see a guy with Jordan Love, and, like, yes, he's mobile. And we did this with Zach Wilson, too. He's mobile. It's all about the decision-making in the NFL. And I don't think that Jordan Love is that guy. I've said he's not that guy. I hope maybe he proves me wrong. Who knows? But I, I just don't think that he is a franchise quarterback. And if he plays again this week, we're probably going to see the same thing over again. Well, see, here's the thing that I say, okay? Jordan Love, again, just a disclaimer, he did not look good. Okay, when he was poised, okay, when he was calm, he didn't let the moment get to him, he actually did look pretty good. And you know what, like, that's, to me, the way I look at it, he he was just nervous, okay, he was overwhelmed by the moment, okay, and he had some scenarios, like, before the game, leading up to the game, that obviously weren't ideal. Okay, I, I don't know if you know this, but... He didn't get to practice with Devontae Adams all week because Devontae Adams was limited all, like, the whole entire time. I don't know if you knew that or not. Okay, I, so I, I saw that he was on uh, COVID protocol. Yeah, so it was the protocol. So he didn't get to he didn't get to practice with his best well the best receiver on the team all week. Okay, and that's a security blanket that a quarterback making his first ever start in one of the hardest stadiums to play in football really could have used. Okay, yeah. and I know that Robert Tunyon isn't a world beater. Okay, I know he's not this like all around great tight end. But he is a security blanket. He's there to catch those short passes, and he's there to catch touchdowns, okay? Like, obviously, they can say, oh, my God, yeah, that's a tight end. But, like, he's, he's a little security blanket. 
and that is the young that is the best friend of not just a rookie of a young quarterback. Yes. Okay. He didn't have Tunyon. He tore his ACL. He's out for the year. And God bless you, Mercedes Lewis. I don't know how you're still in the league. You're a freaking fossil, man. Like God bless you. But like he's not gonna be the guy who gets the job done. Okay, Sternberger or whatever the hell his name is. You know who I'm talking about? Like Jake Sternberger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and like he's not gonna get the job done. Like those aren't guys that will help Jordan Love. Okay, it's just it's the reality of the situation. So not only that, like you you want you weren't practicing with your best receiver all week, so you had no time to develop any sort of minute chemistry at all. Well, he's been. This is the second year on the team now at this point. Okay, too. but who was taking all the first reps? It was it was Rogers. I'll give you that. Yeah. So he always. So Jordan Love was always practicing with the second team. I, I agree. Okay. Uh, he's very quick too. Right. Very very quick. Uh, we want to know what you guys think about Jordan Love's first start, and I'm really trying to push this whole. You know, we have the YouTube chat thing. I saw Cam Tate in there. Shadow Cam Tate. But I I, I want to know what is Jordan Love looking like uh, next week, and you know we're gonna talk about that too. So always feel feel free to to let loose because. You know, we love having, obviously, we love having opinions on this show, but yeah, sorry, keep going. No, you're good. So, that's pretty much it. Again, the best receiver on the team, not there all week, okay? And just on game day, trying to, like, develop chemistry on the fly, I, like, I'll be like, like, the Chiefs are a bad defense, okay? But it's a defense who, like, Steve Spagnola, I don't know how well you know his coaching style, that guy likes to blitz a lot. Okay, yes. that guy is very blitz heavy, and that's how you make a guy nervous on the road. Okay, and, and it just works. Okay, Sternberger was on, last on Washington's practice squad. All right, thank you, Cam. I actually didn't know that. That's I don't really know who the Packers third. Like, oh, like DeGuire or whatever. Yeah, uh, whatever. Like Jose <laughs> DeGuire or whatever. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. That's another guy I know. Of. Yes. But but anyway, do you know what I'm trying to say? I I he didn't I have he, he didn't have weapons. Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't have the ideal weapons. Yeah, like he didn't have the best receiver. He didn't have his security blanket. Okay, the O line is pretty decent. Yeah. Okay, so AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, they played good, but not great. Okay, agree, but yeah. not every week the run game's gonna be well. Again, he's playing against a blitz heavy defensive coordinator. Okay, and he's just not it just wasn't a good game. The nerves got to him and he was playing in the, one of the toughest arenas in the league to play in. Look, here here's here's my thing with Jordan Love, right? We and we know that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is probably not gonna be in Green Bay next season, and we know that Devontae Adams probably also isn't going to be in Green Bay next season. And it's gonna become the Aaron Jones show they the Aaron Jones show, probably, because they extended him. And then you have Jordan Love to fill in, and I, I don't think that he's he's the right fit. I, I don't. I, I just don't think that he's a starting-level quarterback, especially right now when he, he's young and he's making all these you know really bad decisions when, when he goes out there. And I, I totally agree. The inaccuracy is a problem for Jordan Love. There was oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. inaccuracy is a problem. The decision-making is a problem. I, I don't even think his arm talent is out of this world where you can go, oh, but he's a gunslinger and he, he can learn. But you can argue that. That was the argument for Pat Mahomes coming out of college. Like, does he run around the field and fling it? Yes. But, oh, man, is that arm crazy, right? Is that arm out of this world? Jordan Love, I don't, I don't see the same thing. And don't get me wrong. He doesn't need to be Patrick Mahomes, but we need to see some type of starting-level quarterback success. Or it's looking like he could just be a backup or like I said, he could possibly be out of the NFL. So I, I want I want to say this, and I want you just to bear with me, okay? okay. Aaron Rodgers, we all know the, in my opinion, the most talented quarterback I've ever laid my eyes on. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how good of a role model he would be. 
from I, a young quarterback. I thought you were going to say yeah. in general. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. not a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That, that too. Yeah. Okay, but just strictly in terms yeah, of in football. football. Gotcha. I don't know because, it, like, Aaron Rodgers is kind of that gunslinger guy. Yeah. Okay, and that's what Jordan Love sees every day. Yeah. Right, so if not, like, do you not think that kind of encourages Jordan Love I, more to be like that? I think it plays a factor. Because, like, yeah. you, you, you're, you're kind of making the comparison with Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not saying that's, like, a wrong comparison to make, yeah. but think about who Patrick Mahomes had to look up to. Alex that's Smith, yeah. right? The ultimate game manager. Yes. The ultimate, like, guy who goes, listen, if the deep guy, like, look isn't there, then... They then check, take yeah. the check down. Also, okay. we can argue Alex Smith wanted to be a mentor, right? He wanted to bring yeah. these young guys. Yeah, I don't, you I don't think that. Aaron Rodgers could, you know. He gives give, two shits I less. I don't yeah. think he could give two shits about Jordan Love's development, right? I don't yeah. think he cares. Yeah. And I think and, we see that, you know what yeah, I mean? And he's, then, he's been in the system for two years, and he, he looked like he was just improvising out there. Yeah, no, so and, I, and, I, and, no and I, I completely like, see what you're saying. Like, And it's not wrong to say like to compare it with Alex Smith because like yeah it's it's like a boomer bus prospect learning under somebody who needed a year yes. okay but the thing is like I said Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love like Aaron Rodgers is a little bit less mobile I'd say but in terms of just gunslingers and taking shots downfield they're similar yeah you know so they're pretty similar nothing really like, like I guess because Aaron Rodgers is a savant like he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions but that's just because he's so elite like, yes. I'm not even trying to say that Aaron Rodgers' decision-making is out of this world godly great. His he arm just, talent's yeah, good enough arm, to make the yeah, bad decisions yeah, to, to throw it into the tight good. window. Yes. Yeah, do you know I, what I'm saying? I, I, yeah, and I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, and yeah. Alex Smith is just, like, the ultimate mentor. Yes. And that's what Pat Mahomes had as opposed to uh, Jordan Love. But I, I think mm-hmm. the talent for Pat Mahomes widely outweighs the talent that, that Jordan Love has oh, co- yeah. compared to starting quarterback. But, and I, I agree real quick with, with uh, what we're saying too. Cam, we I would take every first round QB drafted last year over Jordan Love. I would too. 100%. I think those guys have way more upside. And look, we've all heard me argue the draft placement of, of Jordan Love from last year. He shouldn't have been a first round pick. You could argue maybe he's a second round pick. He, he was should have been like Davis Mills type territory in my well, opinion. From only time will tell. Okay, yeah, of course, only time. Only time will tell. In I mean, hindsight, yes, yeah. but I also called it out right when it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, if you're going to make a chance like that, like you could very well be right. Yeah, you true. know, but I personally just would not like to, just given the circumstances, and, and he didn't even have a full practice week. Yeah. Okay, it was kind of just like smack dab in the middle of the week. That's true. Like, so your game's on a Sunday, you're told Wednesday that you're starting. Yes. Okay, like that's a few days, but that's not enough to develop a full game plan. That's right. Like with a completely new quarterback. You know, like, because now you go from, all right, Aaron Rodgers will make that throw, I don't have to tell him, to, all right, we have to tell Jordan Love to make that throw. Yeah. Like the coaching staff now has to, like, I'm not saying, oh, God forbid they do their jobs. Like, because obviously when you draft a young guy, yeah, you have to do your job and coach up a guy who needs coaching. Yes. But now the coaching staff on the fly has to go from, all right, we can worry about other things because Aaron Rodgers has this covered. We go from that to, okay, we really need to focus on, Helping Jordan Love make this throw. Helping Jordan Love make this read. Like, do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. I, I do. And look, I don't think it's going to get much better for, for Jordan Love uh, either this week. I forget who they have. I'm, I'm currently going through the, the schedule Didn't right now. The the picks. They did, but I don't have them this week. Oh, you don't have the I forgot to get them printed out. So for the show, I could pre- you know what? Sure, I'll do them. I'll run through them. I remember my picks, but I'll, I'll do them towards the end of the show. The, uh, the Packers have the Seahawks this week. 
And look, if this could be a week that the Packers could win. I think I actually picked them to, to win. This could be a week for them to win. And you have a beat-up defense. You have Russell Wilson, who we don't know if he's going to come back. I We've stated multiple times we don't like the Seattle secondary. And Jordan Love is looking like he's going to be the quarterback this week. It doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers yeah. is coming back. But and and that, de- that defensive line of Seattle isn't as good as Kansas City's defensive line. Exactly. They don't have the Frank Jones. They don't have uh, the Frank Jones. The Chris Jones. They don't have the uh, Frank Clark. They don't have that guy, Nadi, who's really developed into that good second defensive tackle. Yeah. You know, like, they just really don't have – or they don't have that linebacker who's kind of more of a step-down at the end now, uh, Melvin Ingram, who's a good blitzer and edge rusher, if anything, who they just acquired. You know, it's just – Kansas City, in terms of, like, the first level of defense, has better heads than the San, uh, San Francisco – than the <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. You know, so if Jordan Love does play, just I, think do the game plan I think he'll have more success because he's practicing with Devontae. Yeah. Okay, and he has a full week. He has a game now, and he has a full week of practice under his belt with the first team. He can develop a little bit more chemistry. And you know what? I'm not saying he's going to come out looking like a world beater, but I think you'll see like 200 yards, two touchdowns, and maybe a pick. You know, like, probably a pick. Yeah, and probably a pick. <laughs> There's probably going to be yeah, one in there. Probably a pick. And, and you know what? That's fine. You know, and everyone will say that's a drastic improvement from what we saw the other day. I agree. Look, and with. <laughs> with Jordan Love, and I said in the beginning of the game too, I'm like, he, in the very, very beginning, you know, besides not converting on a couple of third downs, he looked good. He looked fine. He looked like he was doing everything he was supposed to, and then he has to, he improvises, and, and it looks like he lost his head a little bit he in that moment. And if they could just coach him through that and get him through, especially versus the Seattle team, they, sh- they should be able to win, right? There should be a win, or he has to show promise or something. And if not, maybe the Packers are looking for another quarterback in the draft. We, you know, you it, never know. It's a super high possibility because you're taking a first-round pick on this guy. He's had a full year to sit, and you know, his first two starts, he's he's looking you know, like he did where it looks like he doesn't – that's that's rookie play right yeah, there. And, Granted, and, it's his first start, but we expect more from Jordan Love. And let me tell you, this is the difference between – and you're, you might laugh, but you know Josh Johnson, the guy that got picked up by New York and played pretty damn good? The Jets, like that third-string quarterback when Mike White got hurt? Yes. Josh Johnson? Okay, he's an NFL journeyman. He's 35 years old. He's been around the league. He's been on, like, 10 different teams. Okay, but that's the difference between a Jordan Love and a Josh Johnson. Okay? That, like, Josh Johnson it has been there. Okay? He's a guy who has the experience. He's a guy who knows just, like, the prototypical NFL pro offense and kind of is just like a plug-and-play backup wherever you need him yeah. to be. And Jordan Love just is a young quarterback who just let the moment get to his head. That's true. Josh Johnson's been around the league. Like, there's no, there's no way in hell that when at the end of the career is that Josh Johnson's gonna have a better career than Jordan Love. I, I but agree. Just, but, you, just you at, but just at this point in their careers, Josh Johnson is more experienced. He has, you know, he has like the game, the game plans, the game experiences. He's seen all the defenses. Jordan Love just hasn't. And that's, but and it doesn't that, look like Jordan Love has that skill, though. That's what I'm scared about. I think does, I does see, he have the game planning skills? I, I think he does. Look, I, if, I, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you that he's good. Yes. I, I'm not going to say he's going to be this. Oh my God, this Messiah. But I think that he's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. And look, the the difference between a guy like you know a, a journeyman like that, or even someone like a rookie quarterback like Mac Jones. Uh, Jordan Love is a way better athlete than Mac Jones. Like. Outlandishly better, but I think the difference is what Mac Jones does is the little things, right? Are my feet set? Am I making the right read? You know, all the little stuff that's a part of the game that I don't think that Jordan Love 
makes. And the Packers, like, they threw a first-round pick at a quarterback. At a, it was like a desperation. A quarterback who went to Utah State made a lot of mistakes. And it, honestly, it doesn't look like he has – again, I, Jordan Love's a great dude. But <laughs> it doesn't look like he has the mental aspects of the game. He doesn't have the game planning. He doesn't have anything like, like that. It doesn't look like – we'll have to see. And that's something that comes over time, too. But it doesn't look like he has that same – a processing, a processing chip, I guess you could call it, that they say that the quarterbacks like, you know, Matt uh, Jones, IQ. Justin Fields. IQ. Yeah, IQ, sure. Yeah. It, it doesn't look like he has that right now. Could it be developed? I don't know. But right now, it's it's not looking like he does. All right, well, I think I think we both are here. We yeah. both know. I'm, I had to I'm, get that out. I am, I am fully willing <laughs> to acknowledge that he didn't play well. That's fair. But I'm just here to tell you that it, the, it circum- gets better. the circumstances surrounding it we're not good in the least bit. Okay, yeah. that kid was just thrown in there. He, was. he really was. And, and again, he was thrown in there, and if he had Adams and he had Tunyon, I don't know how drastic of a difference it is, but I think it, it, it is a bit of a positive difference. You know what else, You know what other kid was thrown in there in the big moment? Jantari! <laughs> What's the difference, really? I don't see any. Yeah, <laughs> we had to get the Jordan Love rant out, yeah, but we'll talk... Di- don't disrespect jo- uh, Tom Brady, or John Brewer like that. <laughs> of course, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, John. Yeah, come on. Why would you ever compare a guy like Tom Brady to John Bro? <laughs> I'll never do it again. Please <laughs> forgive me. So, so you're sorry to John Bro right now. I'm sorry, John Bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so we'll move on to, I guess, you know, uh, the other part of this episode. We talked a little bit about the uh, the rookies where you mentioned some names, but look, I want to I want to know your opinion and you know maybe some predictions you have for the rookies that have looked the best so far. Okay, <laughs> Mac Jones. Kyle Pitts, Najee Harris, Rashawn Slater, Micah Parsons, Jamari Chase, Patrick Sertain. There's a lot of good ones. I told yeah. you this class was different. I, I This class it's looked good. really, really good. It is. It's With very COVID good. and everything, these players have come in and they, they've looked really, really good. And I pretty much have the same list. I mean, the big ones are Najee, Jamar, Mac, Micah. All guys like that have, have looked amazing. And look, the Cowboys, it looks like they have themselves a real defense now. Remember all the criticism we did on, on draft night where they were like, oh, they were kind of interested in Kyle Pitts. And we were like, why are you doing that? You need a defense. <laughs> you, yeah. Micah Parsons is probably going to be right there for you. you got to take him. They took him, and now they have Trayvon Diggs, and they have an, <laughs> they have. I don't like Trayvon Diggs. I, we know you don't like Trayvon Diggs, but he does get the interceptions. He gets turnovers. And Doesn't look, mean you're good. That's true. Uh, hey, the, the cornerbacks coach, I'll take your word for it. But, <laughs> look, we, we see it. Uh, a very versatile linebacker. They have that now. And we see a corner who's, while he is a 50-50 player, he does get the turnovers. And it's way better than what their defense was last year. I know. I agree. And, and mostly I think it's because they hired Dan Quinn. Okay, Dan Quinn got fired as the Atlanta Falcons head coach. But before that, he was the defensive coordinator of the Legion of Boom. Okay, like, he is a great goddamn defensive coach. And, and you might say, well, the Falcons' defense didn't look good. I go, all right, like, fair. But when he has just been asked to folk, like, focus strictly on defense, he's done a pretty damn good job. Yeah. Right, he has. And over Mike Nolan, Mike Nolan was their defensive coordinator last year. Okay? Before the year 2020, his last job in the league was the defensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons, funny we say, of, in 2014. Want to know where the Atlanta Falcons' defense ranked in 2014? Thirty-one. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty-one. So the last. So in two thousand and twenty. Let's let's speak from this timeline. In two thousand and twenty, the last time this man has a job was six years prior, and he had the second worst defense in the NFL. And that's who you hire. That's who you hire to be your DC. 
Come on. Come on. Dan Quinn came in, he brings like a new age, or not even a new age, a modern age like defensive schemes, a modern day defensive like style, styles and whatnot, and he got this team on track. And I'm not going to tell you it's the most elite defense in the world. The secondary could use some help, so couldn't the linebackers. Okay, but the D-line's pretty damn good. Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, and Micah Parsons, whatever you consider him like a D-end or an outside linebacker. It's crazy yeah, that, that that's, kid, pretty, that's his versatility. Yeah, that's pretty that's damn insane. good. And linebackers, if you want to count Parsons, that's fine. Van Der Resch, I think, is pretty damn good. All right, like, he's a little down from his rookie year, but I still think he's pretty solid. Okay, and, and they could use a couple more, but other than that, not bad. The yeah. secondary kind of sucks. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, yeah. like Woods, no, no, Woods is another team. It's uh, Lewis. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, whatever. I think we got to keep in mind, they're still missing, is it Demarcus Lawrence, their pass rusher? Well, I, I, I said they, well, they have Demarcus Lawrence, yes. Randy, Randy Gregory. I think he has, a, he has a broken leg now right now. Yeah, I'm okay. just saying, like, on uh, paper oh, right yes, now, in, yeah. in paper, and also, you mentioned the coaching. Thank God the Cowboys have some type of defensive coach Especially with Mike McCarthy at the head. Especially with Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Really? I'm not gonna sit. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you he's the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. I I think he's a solid coach. I don't think he's good. I don't. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's spectacular. I don't think he's awful. This look, this I Cowboys coaching I staff is the island of misfit toys. Yeah. <laughs> they just have failing coaches yeah, from that, around that, the that's, league. That's actually really good. <laughs> that's really good. Look, they have Dan Quinn in the twenty-eight to three lead. You got Mike McCarthy, who was could never put a defense together for Aaron Rodgers, and look, now he's on the Cowboys. I and the think... shocker, they still don't have a defense. <laughs> but uh oh, he can do offense, and Dan Quinn can do. Look, it's it's. It's not Kel- a perfect Kel- spin. Kellen Moore actually is a good offensive coordinator. Yes. Kellen Moore, like, I don't know if you hear Romo in, in most of their broadcasts, but they're like, well, Jim, Kellen Moore's going to be a good coach next year. Well, Jim, Jim. Jim. Oh, yeah. I, I have heard that. I yeah. heard that all the time. It's, Here we go, Jim. <laughs> Tony. Tony. I, I will say I love that. Uh, that co-cast. Yeah. I, I love Romo and Jim Nance. I know that's unpopular. I, well, I love hearing both of them. And, Will, speaking of Tony... Why don't you tell us your most disappointing? Movies? I will. I will talk about the, <laughs> the most disappointing because I I wanted to talk a little bit about this, and I know you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Trevor Lawrence. So we'll we'll get into that. I want to know how how much do you think of Trevor Lawrence? Is him just being a rookie, or how much of it is Urban Meyer? Should Jacksonville fans be concerned considering it's only his first year? With that in mind, well, it's it's a really unique situation, okay? Because you look at it and you say yes. Urban Meyer, toxic. Okay, yeah. all management, the coaching staff, completely toxic, okay? But, on the other hand, I've said this a few times, okay? I said this when I did the solo episode, and I said it, I think, an episode before or after that, I forget. But, you look at these rookie evaluators, okay? I, I know we laugh, but guys like Mel Kuyper, guys like Todd McShay, Booger McFarland, okay? Like, these guys here, um, what's it called? Like, these guys are savants. These guys really know how to evaluate rookies, and obviously sometimes they're wrong, but you're not going to bat a thousand, okay? That's true. Every single time they've evaluated a quarterback as, like, a cannot miss, like, a generational talent, they've been right. Okay? Peyton Manning, they did. Andrew Andrew Locke. You know, and, like, those those are just two examples. They dubbed Trevor Lawrence as, like, one of those guys. Okay? And, yes, he is a rookie. I will give you that 100%. Okay? But... If you are this generational talent, in my opinion, you should be able to overcome shortcomings 
like to make yourself look halfway decent. Yes. Okay. Even if you look solid, okay, like uh, like that's fine. That's like everyone will understand what this toxic environment. He looks disappointing. He does. I'll say that like, yeah. he looks disappointing, and I'm not gonna say he looks out of his element. It's I'm not gonna say he doesn't know what he's doing. Or he looks over his head. He looks uncomfortable. Yeah. He, he doesn't he look like he's uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't blame him. How could you be comfortable in that system? And I, look, I've argued a thousand times. Trevor Lawrence has no shot at success until Urban Meyer's fired. I agree. Great. Number one thing, Urban Meyer has to get fired for that team to have success. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> for, for this is soda. How is this spilling? It blows in the freezer. Ah. That happens. Sorry. Sorry about that. So for Urban, or sorry, for Trevor Lawrence to have success, Urban Meyer has to go. He, he has to. Uh, he's not. He's not the coach. You know, we we thought he. You know, maybe he has a shot, and we knew they were going to be bad this year. Not only are they not good this year, but all of the locker room issues. Oh, Urban just Meyer. Beat Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was insane. I mean, start building around Josh Allen at the at this point. It's the best shot you have on on that team. Legit. Yeah, but it, it's. Urban Meyer has to go. That's step one. That's number one that has to happen. That's a given. And they, they need to just give Lawrence weapons through the draft. I argue that Trevor Lawrence is in the worst situation out of any single one of the rookies that were drafted. He oh, goes to absolutely. It's, it's not even close. Like, is, you know, uh, blanking, Zach Wilson, sorry. Is Zach Wilson in a much better situation? No, not really. It's a little bit better. At least he has Corey Davis, and it somewhat looks like they have a system are their players awful? Yeah, but it looks like the Jets ha- are going. They have a direction, right? Yeah. The Jets have a direction. Okay, we're bad right now. We have a bad offensive line. We just got Elijah Vera Tucker. Offensive line draft. isn't bad. I argue this with kids <laughs> all the time. You know, how? offensive line isn't bad. Mikai Becton is a beast. Okay, Elijah Vera Tucker is good. I, uh, both George those guys Fant, I like. George Fant is good. They just traded for that guy from KC, like. Lavandre Tardy for do you know who I'm talking about? I don't. Like, and, and he's not a world beater, but he's solid. You know, okay, he's solid. You're, you're giving me names, but all I see is when they rush four, and the Jets are blocking like five or six, and three guys end up on Zach Wilson well, in the span of like a second Beck, and a half. Beckton and Fant are hurt. Okay. And Vera Tucker coming from the inside. They do yes. like the NFL does do like a gap, b gap blitzes, but like the league is kind of becoming more blitz off the edge. Yeah. Okay, like, uh, more about speed Pe- off the edge yes. rather than just, like, big People love their pass riders. The, yeah. the and, Matt Judons. Yeah, the, and that's what I'm saying. Your defense, like, Khalil Mack. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's what the league's becoming. When Becton and Fant come back, you will have the right, um, the, I'm sorry, the left guard, Vera Tucker, the right guard, Tardif. That's really good. And that, I wouldn't say that's really good, but that's pretty damn good. And then Becton and Fant at the tackles, that's good. The only thing you really have to focus on is your center. And most centers are drafted in the second and third round, yeah. and they're all generally pretty damn solid. And they're mostly okay. out of Notre Dame and what, yeah. Iowa? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, like, like the two offensive they carry the potatoes and shit. Exactly. <laughs> but, the but, farmer strength. Yeah, practice. legit. Farmer strength. <laughs> Quit minor, shut up, Big G. But, <laughs> but, um, but that's what I'm saying. Again, to go back to it, Trevor Lawrence is dubbed as this generational can't-miss prospect, like, in five to seven years, this will be the best quarterback in the league. I still think it's possible. It, 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 it's possible. Yes. Okay, I never thought it would happen anyways, but it's possible. Yeah. Okay, and like I said, when those guys are dubbed that high, ten of the ten times, those scouts are right. That's okay, right. and again, to say that, oh man, like, look at the system he's in. Completely valid. Absolutely valid. There's yeah. You'll get no argument from me. 
But if you're so good, like people say you are, why haven't you overcome it? You know how it's, it's only been a couple of games, and that, that's the thing. It's only been a few games with with this system, and we already can tell that it doesn't work. Right? We know that this whole Urban Meyer experiment isn't going to work. There's links to him wanting the job at USC. Honestly, I think he should go there. He doesn't belong in the NFL. It's just, he's a college coach. He's a college, and that's not a bad thing for the record. But I, first of all, I don't care about Urban Meyer's feelings at all. Yeah, <laughs> or he he's kind of a dirtbag. Even when you look back to what he did at Ohio State, you know, Urban Meyer's kind of a dirtbag. So yeah. he can go right back to college and he can and coach you. Yeah, he can just go coach at USC. We don't care. He doesn't belong in the NFL. I don't, he does. He just doesn't belong here. You're fucking but, old man, get your fucking Viagra. <laughs> Yes, but we we both agree <laughs> we we need him out of the the NFL. He's got to go. But when we look at Trevor Lawrence now, needs uh, you've wasted a year. You've wasted a year of development on Trevor Lawrence uh, to the point where he he's he doesn't get better from this year, in my opinion. He maybe gets better as far as oh, like I have you know an NFL year under my belt, but it's that's I, it. That's, that's it. it. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah, he, he gets experience. He doesn't get anything else from it. Now, when, when you're looking at the future, you need to start. You need to start really honing in on on these draft picks. They need to hit. It is imperative, and I'll say this right now, if the Jacksonville Jaguars want to be competitive over the next years, it is absolutely crucial you hit however many draft picks you have in the next three years. It is so important that you have to hit. You almost can't – you have almost no margin for it. Well, you've heard the rant I went on about, like, of the Jaguars' picks that preceded Lawrence, right? They draft, they draft a running back. We criticize yeah. that, and I still think it's awful. Yeah, even if he tore his ACL, like, God bless him, I hope he gets better. Yeah. But still, you draft a first-round running back, even though you just had a 1,000-yard rusher, yep. James Robinson. Then in the second round, you draft Tyson Campbell, a corner out of Georgia, who was viewed as a guy who doesn't really give their effort and only really plays well when he cares. You draft at that point. Draft someone who's just rock solid and will yeah. just be a five-year starter on your team. Won't do anything spectacular, but will just make the solid plays you need him to. And then later on, I had this wrong. I thought he was drafted in the third round. That's completely my mistake. Um, I've said that before. But um, in the second round, very late in the second round, they took Walker Little, a tackle out of Stanford, I believe. This, yeah, Stanford, and um, he didn't play for like two years previously to like for this season. Like, this year was the first year he played football in, like, two years. Yeah. So, and that's the guy who's protecting your blind side? No. It's, it's awful. And we'll, we mentioned the Jets a little bit. We kind of went off course with that. But my thing is, at least the Jets have a, a game plan. You know what I mean? You yeah. Have, okay, you have your young guy. You're committed to him. Sure. We had questions. Justin Fields could have been that guy. Whatever. You have Zach Wilson. And you go out. You get Elijah Tucker, who I said was a great pick. I still think was the right pick at that position, trading up and going to get him. But now you need to start hitting. You need to start hitting on guys. You know, Co- you have Corey Davis, sure. They drafted Fine. Elijah Moore. Yes, who and, I also really liked as a draft pick. He's picking it up. This, yeah, and then they team. drafted Michael Carter. Yes. So they gave, they, yes. like, listen, as much as we give the Jets flock, and they, they suck yeah, this year. They, suck. they have a game plan. Yes, they, they have, have a game plan. You know who exactly. doesn't have that? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. They have no game plan right now because they still have a head coach who's making the decisions who should not be there. And that's why Trevor Lawrence has been disappointing under well. Look, we can't say it's all Trevor Lawrence, but some of it has to go to him, right? Some of it has to go to uh, – I forget it was a couple of weeks back. They were beating someone. Lawrence has a very bad pick six. I can't remember. Arizona. Yes. And Lawrence has a pick six. 
and now they're down like two possessions, and they're getting the ball back, which is touchdown. You have this young quarterback shattered, and Urban Meyer is just like hands on the knees, like oh, oh well, like this isn't college. You can't go give him a rant in the locker room about passion or whatever. These overpaid college coaches get to yell at these young professional athletes. You you can't do that. These are grown men. These are professionals, and you're hanging your head as a head coach. He needs to get out of there. But Trevor Lawrence also needs to really get better, and they need to hit their draft pick. So that that's my Absolutely. whole thing with with Trevor Lawrence. And you know what? One more one more disappointing rookie like moving past Trevor Lawrence. This is a bit less known of a name. Okay, so you might not really know. Like a lot of you guys might not know who this is, but it's it's worth noting. Liam Eikenberg. Have you heard of him? Liam Eikenberg. No. <laughs> I was like, do I? He, he was an offensive lineman taken in the, in the third round, I believe. Second or third, I think the third round from the Miami Dolphins. He's like a guard tackle hybrid. Okay, he can play both. He is a starter. He was considered a plug-and-play guy who played who mostly played a tackle, but in the league would switch to guard. Okay, so he can play both, but it's believed that as a pro he'd be a better guard. They and Liam Eikenberg. Do you know where he ranks right now in terms of quarterback pressures allowed? Not sacked, but QB pressures allowed? I do not. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Poor guy. Number one. I mean, shout out to my coworker Fred Case. Okay, like he he's a he's a Dolphin. All right, like I don't really like Dolphins all that much, but he's a pretty <laughs> cool dude. He goes on on Dolphin Dolphin rants to me all the time, and he t- and he actually pointed this out to me. So, you know, and you know what, like, shout out to you, buddy. Like, thank you for letting me know, but I'm stealing your info for the podcast. Screw you. <laughs> but, but, Welcome uh, to the world, kid. Yeah. You're going to go far, kid. <laughs> but you got to learn the ins and outs. <laughs> but, but still, like, like how are in, out of Notre Dame, people who are notorious for just raising pretty solid damn good pros. Yeah. Okay? Like, damn, man, have some damn pride. Yeah. You know, have some pride in yourself. Like, you were considered a plug-and-play guy. Maybe just at a different position from where you were because of your versatility. Okay, yes. and come on, man, have some freaking pride, would you? Sorry, I, I thought it's, it's all good. Uh, really quick, I wanted to talk about uh, Kadarius Tony because I I got some flack for this one somehow. Like people think that Kadarius Tony has one good game where he slid in and he's all of a sudden not disappointing. And I'm not even talking disappointing just on the field, off the field. He, he gets into fights and or not off the field. Sorry, I mean. Non-football related. Well, when the play's not going on. Yes, exactly. He, he gets into fights, and he's got his coach yelling at him. And people are mad that I say that's underwhelming. We have a guy who we compare to Debo Samuel, and he's not having near the year that Debo Samuel's having. They have the same skill set. And am, am I wrong for saying that Kadarius Tony has been disappointing? Well, the fights and the off the field. Well, not off, like again, not off the field. Like when the whistle isn't, like when the whistle's blown. That's a hard whistle, thing to describe. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like that shit. I completely understand. Yes. But that being said, he's had injuries. He has. Okay. He really wasn't getting targets. So That's he true. really wasn't getting targeted at all. That's right. So he wasn't uh, starting for a while. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. starting. He wasn't getting targeted, and then when he was actually a focal point and made a point of emphasis on offense, he was pretty good. He played well. Yeah. And then the week after that, he got hurt. So I wouldn't call him a disappointment. I would just say, you know, just just wait. When, you know, just when we're wait talking on, about on disappointment, though, I'm I'm not saying like, oh, he's played bad, but it's been disappointing to to see what's gone on with it. You know what I mean? That's like, has, no, has, no, no. has he played well? Yes, but the, in, the injury prone is a problem. It looks like his. I, I guess mental, his, could you yeah. call it, is, yeah. is a problem? His mentality. His, yeah. his, his, like, I don't know, losing is cool. 
Because it's yeah, fused. It's, it's fused. fused. Sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll say the fuse. And look, it's one play. I don't know anything about who Kadarius Tony is as a person, so I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I do, but just looking at it from the outside, I'd say that this is a disappointment. You have a guy who he finally kind of gets his break. He's starting, and he has all these injury problems, and he, he has this. And Look, I... I love Kadarius Tony. I loved him coming out of the draft. I still think he could be a good player. We both did. Yes, but me personally looking at, you know, what I'm looking at right now, it's it's disappointment. He, in my opinion, could have been a sleeper for obviously now we know it's it's Jamar Chase for the offensive rookie of the year. And I don't really Either think him or Mac. Close. Him or Mac and I it's looking like it's gonna be Jamar Chase unless you know that production slows down. But he, he was one of my candidates for a sleeper pick. Once he gets his chance in the Giants uniform I th- I was like he can perform. We see that in this week, and now it's it's all falling off. He went from being like he had like an eighty percent start rate in fantasy, and now it's at like a two. Which see don't get me wrong, fantasy people have no idea what they're talking about half the time. But still, I mean, you see on the field, you see <laughs> these disappointing factors, and you know, I I wanted him to be this really high powered offensive weapon. I still think he could, but right now it's just not looking good. Yeah, you know what? Only time will tell when it comes to him, so we'll see. That's really all I have to say. You know? Yeah, it, it was something I wanted to throw in there. I got some flack for the, the most disappointing, but really, other than him, what rookies have been disappointing? I mean, I, uh, you could like argue said, like, Zach Wilson, but yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, Liam Eikenberg, those are my two main. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, I, I, like I said, I don't consider Katerius Tony a disappointment. Just for I, the I pure feel. fact. Well, we're know. talking about, like, when, when we have to get. All right, let's say we were to give, like, our top three most disappointing rookies. Like, what, what you could switch him for, for Wilson, but even then, Wilson's... Well, uh, who I knows? mean, honestly... Trey Lance hasn't played. You, I refuse to accept Trey Lance as an answer. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> he sucks. He sucks. He sucks. Who knows? I mean, I'd give Kadarius Tony time, but I just want to throw it in yeah. there. He's, he's been disappointing to maybe my unfair standards, but you know, that just is what it is. So, Willie, Nick... Picks of the week. Yeah, I think it's time. I look, and you are going to go cr- so probably the crazy. Offensive one of these. Line. The offensive line. <laughs> we love our offensive lines here. So we'll, we'll get into the Willie Nick picks of the week. I made these uh, this afternoon, so that they are pretty fresh. And uh, look, there's some some shockers in here. So I'm, I'm ready for you to, to hear these. All right, first game: Baltimore versus Miami at Miami. Give me Baltimore. I mean, Miami is – it's all over the place, right? We don't even know if Brian Flores is the right guy anymore. It's its all over the place. So, give me Baltimore there. MVP candidate, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Atlanta and Dallas. Dallas at home. Give me Dallas. Look, Atlanta, I think this was when they, they kind of snapped back to reality. Right now, Ooh, I think – The ghost grab. <laughs> I was going to say it. You beat me to it. Yeah, so I, I think that uh, – You Dallas better lose Mom spaghetti. <laughs> His uh, mom's spaghetti. This true. week, mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Delorean. Mom's spaghetti on his spaghetti already. <laughs> so give me Dallas. I'll take Dallas over Atlanta. Uh, when we have uh, we have New, uh, New Orleans versus Tennessee. Give me New Orleans. Uh, we've been talking about look. Oh, that's, uh, with Trevor Simeon, they're gonna be all right. It's Paul. I still like this team. I like their defense. All right, we'll uh, see. And look, no Derrick Henry. You know. We'll see. Who knows? They're the number one team right now, but I think this is also this is my reality check week. This is this is when right. we it's a little snap and then in okay, the week we're where Jacksonville beats Buffalo. This is your reality check this, week. Yeah, of course. All right, let's see. This week, because look, last week we were living in, in NFL fairyland. This is the reality week. All right, so let's give me see. New Orleans. 
Uh, Indianapolis over Jacksonville. I like Indy. I think that they have a shot to make a run at this division, and this is where it has to start. It has to start with Jacksonville. I think they won last week, right? They beat the Jets on Thursday okay. night. So the, these are the games they need to win to have a shot at yeah. that division. Two straight easy weeks. Yes. And I believe they have Houston again, too. I, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So, all right, next game, Cleveland, New England. I'm going to be a homer. Give me New England. I, I predicted. We'll look, I, I predicted that... New England will win their next four games, and I'm I'm sticking to that. Not only did I predict, you know, I, I had New England before, but now there's no Chubb this week, and there's also no Cream Hunt, so it's gonna be Dearness Johnson. Again, <laughs> Welcome back. Who's again on my fantasy team? <laughs> but still, I, I'm just the Patriots. Screamer. <laughs> oh, I am the waiver wire demon. That's my. <laughs> that's my Splash thing. Splash Brothers. <laughs> I love that fucking new name. Splash the Brothers. Splash Brothers. Yeah, those are my guys. Uh, all right, so we'll we'll go to Buffalo and the Jets. This is this is the snapback, and no more funny business. Buffalo, get it together. They're gonna beat the Jets. Uh, they're in uh, MetLife, so I, I think that well, maybe that play. No, it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> no. give me Buffalo. Give me Buffalo every day on that. Uh, this is the big one: Pittsburgh and Detroit. Really? Detroit. Really? Get your first win. Really? This is the week. This is the, this is the best 0-8 team of all time. They will not go 0-9. Okay. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh looks struggling. Look, Najee Harris is great, but I, they're going to do what they did versus the Rams. They're just going to pull out all the gimmicks, and I don't think the Steelers okay. can, can handle that. We'll just, look, I know it's bold. I know it's bold. But you know you gotta you gotta throw a lob sometimes right now. You gotta we'll take a see. shot in the dark. You know we'll you never see. know. I have my eyes closed and I'm throwing a dart at the dartboard looking for a bullseye. Well, it, to me it sounds like it's ten minutes left in the first quarter of an NBA game and you're chucking up a half court shot. <laughs> no, look, all right. I'm I'm blindfolded, throwing at a dartboard, and the Detroit Lions. They're on my dot team. He's on my dot. He's team. on my dot team. He's, He's on, on my dot team. team. Shout out Bill Nick. Yeah, we know he loves his darts. Can't wait for you to start your own podcast with Big J. <laughs> It'll never happen on my accord. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Tampa Bay, Washington. Give me Tampa Bay. Washington has surprised me this year with how awful that they've looked. I agree. And, look, I thought they had a chance to go out and maybe go for their division this year, but I I guess not, you know, reclaim the throne. But, look, give me Tampa Bay. I think Tom Brady is the MVP right now, and I think he's going to win the MVP. I know I'm rooting for you with Stafford because that was a really good pick. But right now, I think it's it's uh, Tom Brady. I'll have no problem admitting I'm wrong if it's Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. I, I love the Stafford pick, though. So I'll, I'll root for you on that one. But right Thanks, now, it's buddy. Tom Brady. <laughs> gotcha, man. Uh, Carolina, Arizona. Give me Arizona. Sam Darnold is looking at a real tough play. It's like he gets PT, PTSD whenever he plays the Patriots. He does. He goes back. He's like, oh, Adam, do I really have to throw this Halloween's ball? over, buddy. No more seeing ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I loved how the seeing ghost thing came back on, like, oh, during Halloween. It's like, it's a chef's kiss, man. To be like, that's, <laughs> that's just perfect. I couldn't have scripted it any better. Uh, okay, so Arizona over Carolina. Uh, give me the Chargers over the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Minnesota's kind of in an air place. We don't know about Dalvin Cook, nor will we comment about Dalvin Cook. So uh, I'll give me the Chargers uh, and, and that whole dumpster fire going on right now. Uh, Denver and Philly. Give me Philly. Look, I know, I know Denver is at home. and They, they just ramrodded the Cowboys. They did. They did. But look, the Cowboys are going to be the Cowboys. Come on now. The Cowboys are going to be the Cowboys. I, I, I refuse to accept they're a Super Bowl contender still. I think they're a good playoff team, but... I don't think All right. So give me the Chargers. Look, Justin Herbert is insane. He already has 12 300-yard games. And, look, I, this is one of the games I feel like he goes crazy. 
okay. Green Bay, Seattle. We previewed this a little bit during the show. Give me Green Bay. Jordan Love. Go get it. you a win. Go <laughs> I, get I, you a I, win. I, I don't but if you don't, if you don't, I'm gonna be here. Just you remember that. If you don't get that win, I'm gonna be right <laughs> here. Beat your I'm gonna be right here in this chair and I'm gonna be ready to talk about it. So you come on, Jordan. Let's <laughs> let's see you step it up. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Where's the wife, dog? <laughs> Where's the touchdowns, Jordan? Come on, dog. <laughs> Mom, let's go, bro. <laughs> Shut up, Kilman. Uh, Andrew. Andrew. Kansas City. Kansas City and Vegas. I'm not doing it again. I picked the Raiders last week. I'm not doing it again. Reality is snapback. Look, Kansas City is winning this game. I, I can't. Every time I pick the Raiders, <laughs> they lose. And every time I don't pick them, they win. This is the time I finally hit the Raiders are losing this one. And Kansas City is going to make their way back and, t- and take that division. Deshaun okay. Jackson is going to get 300 yards receiving. Okay. Nelson Aguilar is going to... And five touchdowns. Oh, for sure. (laughs) For sure, Conti. Look, all right, next game, Rams 49ers. This is the Monday night game. Give me the Rams. I I still think that they're probably the best-looking team in the NFL, maybe a little bit behind the the Bucks and the Bills. Uh, You could argue it's a throw-up, but I I do really like the Rams, especially this is going to be Vaughn Miller's debut, and I think they're going to give Jimmy Garoppolo a whole bunch of problems. But uh, George Kittle's back, so, you know, who who knows with the... with that game, and those are the uh, the picks for the week. Oh what, man! What do you? What were your biggest disagreements, you know? I, I, the I, Detroit one, probably. I think there's no way that that Denver is riding a high wave right now after just beating one of the best teams in the NFL. Okay, and I don't know how they're gonna beat Philly, man. It's it's possible. It could happen. Uh, I don't know, man. Hey, uh, you never know. Um, look, it's. <laughs> It's been a great episode of Conti and Nick. I really love the whole like no time constraint thing. It's nice. I, I do we're, too. We're, you know, five we're, minutes we're, we're five minutes over. Who gives a shit? You yeah, know? it's it is what it is. It's our show. This we're, is our show. We run it. the show now. Bench, yeah. Cam Coffle. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> nah. It's who fine. knew it was you who would be the one to go off the script? <laughs> no, I love the bench. I was on record of saying I love the bench, but I, it's it's nice to have our old format back. I agree, can, but we we're still alive. It's like a combination. I know it's beautiful. But again, should have done this all along. <laughs> this should have been the plan all along. But uh, once again, thank you for listening. If you made it this far, uh, really love seeing people uh, in the chat today. Shout out to Cam Tate. You know, we we love having that. And uh, you know, uh, it's it's been great. It's been it's been fun. We love doing this. We're gonna continue to do. I think I, I like this format. I think of course, like this format. I love it. So we're we're gonna keep doing this. It's it feels like when we first started. You know, just two kids talking about sports. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media at Conti and Nick. There's a link tree. That's also our Instagram. Our, uh, our TikTok, Twitter, all that stuff. So make sure you go follow us on that. We post polls. We do a whole bunch of stuff. That's where all, all the information crazy. is. Some of you are all crazy, though, on the polls. You know, Gino has a whole thing. Please stop voting for OJ Simpson. <laughs> Can we move on from that? He's really killing it on uh, those polls. But you know, <laughs> you know who kills it the most? Jumbo! Peace, ladies and gentlemen.